Hello and welcome to another episode of the Property Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Gordon Doan, and today we're going to be talking about cheese. But before we get into cheese, I thought I'd give you my usual weekly update. But first of all, let me apologise, I'm slightly sniffly today. I think I'm coming down with a bit of a cold, so apologies if I'm sniffing a little bit on the podcast. So, this week, so this, well, today in fact, as I'm recording this on Sunday evening, so if you're listening to this on Thursday when it's released, back last weekend... I took part in uh, my first Tough Runner run, which was quite good. It was a half marathon distance. It was the Cotswolds Tough Runner Half Marathon. It's the first Tough Runner event that I've done. And as they say in all the uh, preamble on the website, uh, they don't call it Tough Runner for nothing. The hill climb, the elevation in the race was much higher uh, than any race that I've run in before. Um, so I usually only do park runs uh, regularly. Uh, I've done one of the previous half marathon, which was the Tewkesbury half marathon, and there wasn't—I think there was only maybe 400 meters, uh, 400 feet elevation in that in total, so it was reasonably flat. This week's one, I think it was over uh, 2,000 or just under 2,000 meters, uh, 2,000 feet, sorry, of elevation, um, which was quite significant for me because, like I say, it's the first time I've kind of run in a race that had that much elevation. It was a really good race, though. Um, I got my sl- I think I set a work record for the slowest time ever. Uh, it was just under three hours. I think I got two hours, 59 minutes. Um, the race was held up at the beginning. It's the first time they've done that route. It's a, a brand new race that Tough Runner have started. Um, I did it because it was local to me, and I, need- I wanted to try and get at least a half marathon in every month now until uh, my big run that I've joined up for, which is 100 kilometers uh, in the middle of next year. That's uh, June or July next year. Um, so I'm trying to get in at least half a marathon uh, every month between now and then. Some months it'll be further, so I've got a marathon scheduled for January, and I've got some ultras in there, about 50k as well, to kind of build up between now and the 100k run. So it worked nicely from that perspective, and actually it was quite a nice route today because it was very hilly, like I said, um, and the, the 100k run that I'm doing next year is actually in the Peak District, so it was kind of on the terrain that I'll be running on next year, which is really nice, it's first time like I say, that I've kind of taken a longer race on that kind of terrain. I was up in the Brecon Beacons the other weekend, which was a similar kind of terrain. So um, it, it was quite nice, but I was uh, running at a much slower pace then. Um, like I said, this route was the first time that they've done it. So I think they'll probably make a few adjustments to it next time. Um, the, the race was held up. You know, I probably lost about, well, I think everybody lost about 15 to 20 minutes at the beginning of the race because the route took you through a number of fields, which you had to cross over a number of styles to get from one field to the next. So you had, um, I, I think it was about 800 odd people, maybe a thousand people um, converging to get over either a little narrow bridge or um, a style to get into the next field. So obviously you, you've got that volume of people in one place trying to get into the next field. because It filters down, you can only go one at a time. It really kind of slowed everybody down at the beginning, which made it actually slightly harder to get going and get into a pace at the beginning of the race. But luckily, after, yeah, because I think it took probably about half an hour, 45 minutes, something like that, to do the first three miles. So it was really slow going. Um, but once you got past that, everybody kind of spread out a little bit more. So it was a lot easier um, the further on we went, because obviously more gap between people. So you weren't queuing up quite so much to get through the obstacles or uh, over the bridges or whatever it was. Um, so, it, But other than that, it was a really, really good route. Like I said, I wasn't expecting... Um, to break my previous uh, time because it was, um, you know, six or seven times steeper than that run. So it was quite a good experience. So really enjoyed that. So 
that was all I wanted to talk about today in terms of my week, but what I did want to mention before we do jump into the main topic was a few things from last week's podcast. So last week we were talking about getting started and, and you know, just getting started. And, you know, one of the things I don't think I mentioned in last week's podcast was it's important to control in life and in business what you can control. So control what you can control. Um, if you, you know, I can't control... You know, and I've talked about this previous on the, previously on the podcast. I can't control the number of people who listen to this podcast, which is why I don't look at the figures of who listens to this podcast. So I can't, I can't control that in any way, shape, or form. But what I can control is what the content is that I'm putting out and information that I'm sharing with you guys. So hopefully, you guys find this information useful. You know, so I put my time and energy into researching content and making my notes and making sure that I'm talking about um, things that hopefully people are finding relevant. Instead of think, spending my time th- looking at the numbers of people listening and worrying and stressing about that. So um, I don't know whether there's one person listening to this or hundreds of people or thousands of people or 10,000s of people, but I'm sure I'm going to give in eventually and have a look. But I can't control that. So let's spend less time stressing about that. And what you can control in life is when you get started. So that is immediately within everybody's grasp of when you get started. You can just go away and get started now. In fact, you could stop listening to this podcast right now and I won't be upset with you if you want to go and get started on a task for your business or your fitness or whatever it is to help you meet your goals. You know, and the other thing about that is a lot of people put stuff off, put things off until tomorrow. It's always oh, I'll do that tomorrow, or I'll do that next week, or I'll do that in a couple of days' time when I've got a bit more free time, or whatever it, it may be. But there's always an excuse as to why today isn't the right time. Now, we're never guaranteed tomorrow. So, you know, you, you just don't know what's going to happen in life. So you may not be around in the future, or you may be taken away to do other activities that are more important. You know, you might have a family emergency or whatever it may be. But we're just not guaranteed tomorrow. So if you got started today, that's going to be much better than leaving it till tomorrow or further down the line, isn't it? So um, let's get crack- cracking on with just getting started with whatever it is you're trying to achieve. And the other thing is, if you're focused on just getting started, all your kind of attention is on that every time, that's going to get you going. Because every time you start um, a new day, um, you're getting started anew with new tasks or new goals that, uh, new activities that are getting you towards your goals and your targets. So if you can just focus on just, just getting started today and then worried about focusing on improvements further down the line, because once you've made a habit of being able to start every day or, um, during your scheduled times, if you can make a habit of, and a routine of getting started when you're supposed to get started, once it becomes second nature to you that, you know, like um, I, I meditate every night before bed now. I cannot get to sleep without meditating of an evening. So it's second nature to me now um, to meditate before I go to bed. Once you've got to that point and you've kind of and you kind of clicked, you know, it'll take a little while to click. Actually, I don't need to schedule this so much anymore because it's happening and I never miss it. So that's the point when you can then focus on improving whatever it is. So for me, for example, in the med- in the meditation example, I was able to increase the length of time that I was meditating 
um, on a regular basis. So instead of just meditating for a short space of time and it being my goal just to get started meditating and doing the kind of a short or short meditation time before I get to sleep, I can actually increase that time now. So when um, just before I go to bed, I now do a slightly longer meditation and I can actually target meditations based to um, what benefit I want to get from that meditation now. So that's how I've improved that. So once you've created a habit and a, and a routine of getting started, you can then look at ways of improving it down the line. But right now, while you haven't got that uh, routine and that um, habit built, just get started with it. So I think that's really important. Okay, so let's move on to, today, to today's topic. So it's the first um, podcast of the month. So um, what I said I'd try and do is actually do a little bit of a book review um, every at the first episode of every month. So this month I am reviewing the book called Who Moved My Cheese? Now this is um, quite an old book. I think it was originally published, uh, uh, let's have a look, 1998, something like that. Um, oh, 1988 maybe, sorry, 1988. So a while, the same year I was born in fact. Um, so uh, it's an older book, um, but it's a really kind of thin book. It's not going to take you too long to read. It's only got a total of, uh, let's have a look here, 90, 95 pages, something like that. And it text is fairly big in it. So, you know, I'm reckoning you could probably read this in under an hour. Um, in fact, it does say that on the back that you can take less than an hour to read it. Uh, you know, I read this book quite some time ago and found it really useful. And I've read it again in the last week or so. Um, I mean, I'll just read it in 10 minutes an evening. And it's actually a really good good book. It's called Who, Who Moved My Cheese? And the author is Dr. Spencer Johnson. So let me read um, from the back um, what this book is about. Written for all ages, this story takes less than an hour to read, but its unique insights can last for a lifetime. Who Moved My Cheese? is a simple parable that reveals profound truths. It is an amusing and an enlightening story of four characters who live in a maze and look for cheese to nourish them and make them happy. Cheese is a metaphor for what you want to have in life, whether it's a good job, a loving relationship, money or a possession, health or spiritual peace of mind. And the maze is where you look for what you want, whether that's the organisation you work in or the family or community you live in. This profound book from the best-selling author, Dr. Spencer Johnson, will show you how to anticipate change, adapt quickly to change, enjoy change, and be ready to change quickly again and again. So, like it says, it's it's about four characters um, in a maze. So there are two mice in it. There's, they're both they're, and they they're named Sniff and Scurry, and there are two little people in the maze as well, and their names are Hem and Haw. Now. They kind of get themselves through um, different scenarios in the maze looking for cheese. The, the base uh, moral of the story is they have plenty of cheese at the start of the story. That stockpile kind of dwindles, which means they have to change their routine and they have to go out looking for cheese in the maze, um, which is why it's such a good metaphor for kind of life going out looking for what you want to achieve in life and having to change and adapt to be able to be successful. Um, because if you keep doing the same thing over and over again, um, you're going to be left because if you're going to be left behind because um, in the story, um, you know, one of the characters stays where the original cheese stockpile was expecting it to return. Um, so they start going hungry uh, because they're sticking with what they've always known. They're like, oh, well, there's too much change out there. I don't need to go out looking. This is what I've always done. 
So I'm going to stick with this. Um, and it takes them a little while to change and adapt to the new situation that they find themselves in. So it's, it's a really good story. Like I said, it's, um, quite, <laughs> it is quite uh, amusing as well. Some of the things they come up with. So every, every few pages, there's a picture of big cheese and, and some, uh, kind of statement that, um, brings out a message from the last few pages. So, um, so for example, one, one, I'll just pull out a couple of them because, um, and they might not mean much because you've not read the story, but you can kind of um, insinuate what they mean. So one of the ones I've just flicked to is old beliefs do not lead you to new cheese. So, you know, and that's what I was just saying in terms of if you keep doing the same thing over and over again, you're not going to get that new thing, that whatever you desire that you've never had before, because you're going to keep getting the results that, you, that you've been getting. You've got to try the new things. Um Another another page has got a quote on it. Noticing small changes early helps you adapt to the bigger changes that are to come. And that's kind of, um, you know, so there's quite little pithy quotes like that. So that, that kind of was all about if you, if you can notice those little changes, you can make those minor adaptions to adjust and take better advantage of those small changes in your environment, which when bigger changes come down the line, you're kind of already prepared and you're already taking steps in the right direction to meet that bigger change because you've already started taking minor steps in that direction, which is quite important. You know, I think there's, um, I think it's Eric Thomas who says, you know, um, always be ready, um, because, because you've got to take advantage of the opportunity in the lifetime of the opportunity. So that's Eric Thomas who says that. Um, again, that's, you've got to take advantage of the opportunity in the lifetime of the opportunity. So if you're not, if an opportunity comes along for you, but you're not ready to take advantage of it, then there's no guarantee that that opportunity is going to come up again in the future. So you may miss out on that opportunity if you're not ready right now to be able to take advantage of it. So kind of the moral of that is to keep staying ready. So as small things in your environment, your business, um, your relationships, your fitness change, take advantage and shift slightly to be able to take best advantage of those um, opportunities so that in the future, if further opportunities come up, you can take advantage of them as well. So that's who, who's, who moved my cheese. I'll try and pop up a link to that on Amazon um, on my Facebook page. So if you head over to the Property Entrepreneur podcast page on Facebook, you'll be able to find the link to that if you want to get yourself a copy. Like I said, it's a really slim book. It's only going to take you an hour or so to read that. You can sit, you can read that in one sitting if you've got an hour just to sit down one weekend um, and, and it'll be worth reading. It's a, a kind of a really pr- profound book. I think there's a couple of other books in this series. Well, in fact, I think um, I think he may have just released a new book, so I'll have to have check that out, and um, maybe I'll review that one in a future episode. So, hopefully that's helped. Hopefully it's given you some inspiration. If you're looking for something to go out and read, that's the purpose of these kind of once-a-month review book that I personally have read. Um, I'll, I'll never be reviewing books that I haven't read, um, either recently or in the past. Um, my, my aim this year is to read one book a month, so that's kind of this is kind of helping keep me accountable to myself to make sure I do that. Um, and like I said, some, some weeks or some months I'll be reading um, longer books and some, some weeks I'll be reading shorter books like this to try and catch up and give me a bit of time back. Um, 
So like I say, hopefully that's been helpful. Head over to the Property Entrepreneur Podcast Facebook page. If you've got any questions or you've already read it and you've got some observations that you want to share, uh, what did you learn from the book? Let me know um, because I think it's quite valuable if we can all learn from each other. So if you've already read the book or if you're going to read the book, let us know on Facebook and uh, we'll uh, see you soon, hopefully. Thank you very much for listening and I'll see you next week.